0: Hello, and welcome to the first episode of 2023 for the Forkham Podcast. I thank all of you who are back on this journey with me and apologize for the longer-than-expected delay. As always, I do appreciate the feedback on social media. You may interact with us on Twitter at Forkham Podcasts or email forkhampodcasts at gmail.com. There's a whole lot to unpack, so let's dive right on in. Last week, the Demons hosted Rival and host of every Southland Championship for the foreseeable future in McNeese. As always with the rivalry game, there will be an uptick in intensity and we saw that in full display in Praether Coliseum. Unfortunately, what transpired after the game, Marwood was a very intense and spirited contest between the Demons and the Cowboys. Watching the game, it is of my opinion that there are words being said throughout the game as one can expect in any rivalry. Late in the game, Jamonte Black was ejected for clapping towards McNeese coach John Aiken. It was a soft ejection, but having officiated for over 10 years, I could understand the logic of the officials in the game. With the game out of reach and the Demons up double digits, they wanted to ensure nothing would transpire as the final seconds wound down. Credit to the players on both sides who got that message and finished the game without much bravado. It is a shame McNeese head coach John Aiken could not do the same. It started shortly after the ejection with him yelling at coach Corey Gibson, then after the game all hell broke loose. Both teams shook hands without issue until Aiken decided to have words with Coach Gibson, leading to some pushing and shoving. Now, it should be noted that Coach Gibson was very clearly not the instigator here. He was backing off, wasn't saying a word, staying silent. Uh, McNeese's coach said things uh, that apparently were not appropriate, as whatever he said caused one of the McNeese assistants to turn his head around quickly. Uh, He was the instigator. In my opinion, it was disgraceful actions by their coach and not representative of McNeese or Lake Charles. The Cowboys are passionate, but not a dirty or classless program or university. They're great people in Lake Charles and it's a place I've enjoyed visiting multiple times. Coach Gibson seemed content to quickly shake hands and move on. One cannot escalate the situation as this one did. The conference came down and handed out discipline, which in itself was interesting. Essentially, an NSU grad assistant was suspended one game, while McNeese was disciplining Coach Aiken privately in-house. Or in essence, nothing really happened more than the conference telling both sides to move on, and one can assume if this happens again, the conference will drop the hammer on each. The biggest crime in all of this was that it overshadowed a wonderful series between two teams and a great performance by Jumonte Black, who finished with 8 three-pointers, which was a career high, and 24 points. As a series, it was a classic chess match, with both coaches throwing in wrinkles. In the first games, the Demons decided to allow McNeese to shoot three-pointers, which resulted in an entire McNeese team turning into Steph Curry, and sink 15 three-pointers en route to a 92-77 Cowboy victory. In the second game, the Demons played much better defensively, was more aggressive on offense, and came away with an 89-75 victory. But alas, we move on, and what one can say about the Southland Conference basketball race at this point. It's been absolutely insane at the start, and we'll discuss that and the late Demons basketball shortly after this commercial break. The Demons' start to the conference season has been below expectations. (laughs) After a great pre-conference showing that included an upset over TCU, Many were thinking the Demons would firmly entrench themselves as conference favorites. Yet, the Demons find themselves in fifth place, having not played to the level expected by not only Demon fans, but other pundits around the nation. The Demons' main problem in my view has been consistency. Now, the Demons are a great three-point shooting team, but at times the Demon three-point shot has disappeared as seen in the loss to Corpus Christi and against Nichols. In both of those losses, the Demons shot under 30% from long range. I felt in both cases the Demons lived and died by three a little too much. We at times seem to try to shoot our way out of a slump, which is a strategy that rarely works. In both cases, and at times through seasons, I feel the Demons need to be a bit more aggressive on offense and attack the rim. Uh, pretty simple, I believe the focus should be, look, if your three-point shot's not hitting, attack the rim cause the opposing defense to collapse inside the paint once they do that once you get aggressive hopefully get to the line a few times slow the game down let the offense kind of get back in the rhythm once that happens it should open up that three point shot again and then you can work your way back into shooting three pointers as you would like to do uh, i just don't feel the focus should be force them up and hope it goes in Conversely, in the loss to Nichols, the Demons gave up 21 points off turnovers, which would doom any team. I felt in that game, our passing just was kind of lazy. We threw passes that didn't need to be thrown. We were not really communicating well in offense. There's a lot of times in that game and last, time, last night against Southeastern where I felt our offense was kind of collapsing and we were driving into where our offense was collapsing at, which gave the defense really easy... Uh, pathways to disrupt our shots and disrupt our passes. Now, it wasn't so bad last night against Southeastern. I believe we finished uh, with under 10 turnovers. It was a very cleanly played game. But against Nichols, it cost 21 points off turnovers and you're not going to beat anybody uh, giving up that many points off turnovers. Defensively, we've had breakdowns, which has hurt us, and almost cost us again last night against Southeastern. I find we do well defensively, but... There are times when I find we're rotating over, we're giving a little help, but we don't catch that back in and teams are able to slide guys out either to make a cut towards the basket or hit a three-point shot and it does hurt us. One issue we've had all year is inside the paint. Uh, For whatever reason, we have not been a great rebounding team and teams have exploited us inside and have attacked the paint on us with some success. And I believe going forward, we need to find ways to clog up those passing lanes, and don't allow teams to get those easy looks from inside and get second chance second chance points off of offensive rebounds. But enough with the negatives, I believe there is much more positive with the NSU men's basketball team right now. First off, the Demons against Southeastern last night should have lost the game. If you watch it, we did not play well toward the end, we didn't close down very well, we were giving up easy shots, uh, yet they found a way to fight draw fouls, and outscored Southeastern 13-3 in overtime to snag a 91-81 victory. And it should be noted, the Lions are a very good team. With a win last night, the Lions would have sole possession of first place right now. But Demons came from behind on the road, lost a big lead, withstood the momentum switch, and took over the game in overtime. It was very impressive and reminded me a little bit of the game at Central Arkansas a couple of months ago. As a team, I feel the Demons are doing a great job spreading and scoring around. DeMarcus Sharp, Jamonte Black, and Isaac Haney all average double digit points for the year and each hover around 15 points per game. I believe that gives the Demons a good mix of guys that can drive and score through contact and also have long range shooting. When we are on, I don't believe there's any team in the Southland Conference that can match our offensive output. We just need to find that consistency and find ways that whenever our shot isn't falling, to create opportunities and create offense. Now in typical years, a 3-3 three three start to the conference would put our title chances in jeopardy. But 2023 Southland basketball is just totally insane. Despite the three and three start, the demons are one game out of first place and trailing Corpus Christie, Southeastern, Nichols, and AM Commerce, who are all four and two. If you contrast that, for instance, with the women's team, they're also three and three, but the Lady Demons are three games out of first place. The demons are one game out of first place and are also tied with two other teams for second place. So, literally, over half of the conference is within one game of the lead in conference, which is just insane. Uh, Last night, the craziness continued with last place UIW, which has not looked good all year, defeating a very solid Houston Baptist team, which is a team that I feel can make some noise later on in the season. And a very depleted Lamar team upset a very strong number one Texas A&M Corpus Christi. It made absolutely no sense. Uh, There is nothing to suggest that UIW should have knocked off Houston Baptist and nothing to suggest Lamar should have even been competitive with Corpus Christi. But this year in the Southland, anybody, and I mean anybody, can defeat somebody. From top to bottom, no one in the Southland Conference seems to be able to gain control. But for Demon fans, this chaos is kind of a blessing. It gives our team ample opportunity to establish ourselves as the top team in conference. We're only one game back. Now we have some tough games coming up, but if the Demons can take care of business, start getting that consistency, uh, there is no doubt with the craziness of the conference, that it does allow somebody, hopefully Northwestern, to grab control and start to separate themselves from the rest of the pack. Now the Demons will return to action to travel to UNO and head coach Mark Schlesinger tomorrow. Much like the Demons, UNO has been very streaky this year. The privateers are led by Sharpshooter, and in my opinion, the best shooter in the conference and a guy named Jordan Johnson. He shoots over 40% from three-pointers. He is very solid, has a beautiful shot. If you watch him, uh, his shot has that perfect rotation on the ball, soft touch. Uh, This guy, if you leave him open, he is just gonna bury you. UNO likes to use misdirection on offense combined with swishing to create mismatches. If their offense looks familiar, it's because, of course, Coach Schlesinger was under Coach McConathy and you could see a lot of Coach McConathy's fingerprints all over the UNO team and their approach to the game. The Demons are going to need to be exceptionally disciplined At the Lakefront Arena UNO is very well coached And they're one of those teams If you have those defensive breakdowns They have the shooting that can defeat you And there are no off days this year And and with good play A conference title is still in reach with the Demons But it has got to start this weekend And we've got to start asserting our dominance Start asserting ourselves as a conference leader and you know as a team, like almost anyone's southern conference, we play well, you could easily see us winning by 15. We play poorly, we could lose by 15. It's a great conference action. Now in women's action, the Lady Demons find themselves also in 5th place at 3-3 three three in conference play. The Lady Demons had strung together a nice 3-game winning streak before dropping a game last night to Thursday, seed Southeastern. The main issue I see with our women's team is still our lack of consistent shooting from mid-range. The Lady Demons stand right now shooting 35% from the field, which is not something that's going to lead to success. However, I find Coach Nims and staff had added some wrinkles on offense, and we seem to be creating more space in the past two weeks. Our players are becoming more assertive on offense, and we haven't been hesitant taking shots like we were earlier in the year. Now going forward, I'd like to see Giselle Woodson get a little more involved in the offense. She is a dynamic player, reminds me a lot of Demon Great Kia Converse, has that same uh, attitude, that same build where she's just big enough where she can go in, initiate contact, and draw a foul, but also speedy enough where she can get open, long range, hit mid range. Again, I'm really high on Giselle Watson. I think the sky's the limit for her potential. Now, I think looking at the Lady Demon's offense, You have Rainer and Aries who can both stretch the opposing defenses with their threat of long range shots. This opens up lanes for Paramore and Woodson. Now Paramore has been the focus of opposing defenses as our leading scorer and I believe with that focus combined with Rainer and Aries can allow and translate into Woodson being able to drive in and initiate contact. And I firmly believe Giselle Woodson will make a name for herself before conference play is finished. If you watch her, again she just has that it factor and you could tell it's just At any time, uh, you know those chains will break off and she is going to assert herself and become a dominant force in the demon offense. And I like her intensity and I like, again, that she is a solid player and I'd like to see her just get more aggressive, get those open lanes, which I believe will present themselves, draw in, get contact, push through the contact and get a lot of and ones. Both teams right now, both men's and women's are in the same shape. Middle of the pack, but room for movement, but lacking consistency. I'm very high on both coaches going forward. I think our programs are in excellent shape, and I suspect both will be in the conference title and tournament hunt late in the season. The big thing you want to do now, if you're both Demons and Lady Demons, is make sure when you get to the conference tournament that you set yourself up for success. Don't go in as a 7 or 8 seed. Go in as a top 3 seed, which lends yourself to having a much easier path to the title game and more rest, as you won't have to play that opening round game. Of interest in the tournament is the McNeese women are currently 6th and the men's team are ninth, which means there is a very realistic possibility that McNeese will not qualify for the conference tournament that they are hosting. Uh, it is something to keep an eye on, not saying it will happen, but it is a very interesting load of dynamic that's in play right now. Indoor track should be gearing up towards the conference meet and baseball and softball will be starting, starting shortly, as well as all four have promising potential. Uh, with indoor track, I believe the key for both Demon and Lady Demon squads is to have solid showings in sprints, uh, 400 meters and under, and jumps. If we can set that standard, I believe it will signal good success in the outdoor season. Uh, if you're not familiar with track, there is a bit of a dynamic between that outdoor team and an indoor team, but you can normally look at the indoor team and kind of have a roadmap map to how the outdoor season is going to play. And again, for the demons, I think sprints and jumps are our keys. Uh, Southeastern and recent history has really done damage to us in both of those as well as other teams in conference so i believe that's really where our focus needs to lie in indoor to set ourselves up for great success in outdoors i do thank you for listening hope you have a great new year uh, we'll be back next week so please stay safe as always Farcom demons